Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that everybody is doing well. I hope that you are inspired to accomplish your dreams and goals. And I hope that everything that you are planning, that you're at least taking action to make those things come true. Life is about living in the present moment and being able to take those moments and do what you feel you need to do to make your dreams a reality. Hello, my name is Leroy and welcome to the Time Lightman Podcast. I'm excited today to talk to you about book number five to the Soul Splitting series. I've already taken you through books one, two, three, and four. Now I'm coming to the culmination of this series. And this series is very dear to me, just like the first one. But the second one is me just going through the process of reintegrating the spiritual with the physical. And I'm going to just give you a brief synopsis of the covers one through four, and then we'll get into number five. But before that is done, I want to stress to you, I really want you to go out and invest in the books, Time Lightning series, as well as the Soul Splitting series, and take the journey to see how I became the writer that was permitted to write 10 books and have them all published. And then on top of that, I was blessed once again to write another series, which is a six volume series to round off the gift that I was given when it came to writing about the life struggles of human beings and what my struggle was like during the loss of my mother and the things that I was able to see and I was fortunate enough to write about. Your life is the same as everybody else's life. You just have to determine which way you want to go and not be deterred or altered or stopped or hindered by what other people think of you. You just have to be able to get up every day and be a fighter for what you want. Anybody that you have, anybody that you know or see is successful, they fought themselves to get there. They beat the odds to get there and they were able to overcome. I was struggling with something that I couldn't overcome. And fortunately, God was able to give me poetry to take those emotions and those thoughts and put them on paper so that I could get them outside of me and place them in front of me and then have it where the world could go back and revisit everything that I've done and be able to see a reflection of myself and them and you all in my work and then understand that we all are on the same journey whether we, whether we accept it or not. With that being said, I would like for you to go to www.soulsplitting.biz or www.timelightment.biz or you can go to Amazon and type in my name Leroy Fleming and you can see the whole series there and you can begin taking the journey then I also have an ebook that if you decide to get the ebook on the Time Lightment series you can go to www.timelightment.biz and you can order from my website page for ebook or a hard copy or a soft cover copy. Take the journey into awakening. I think that you'll thoroughly enjoy it. And I also want to say thanks to Anchor for just providing this platform for me to do my podcast, to talk about my journey and my life and my sacrifice, to try to make a better life not only for myself, but for my entire family. That has always been the goal of mine. And when I found that Anchor was giving or, or allowing people to have free podcasts, I said, well, why not? Start telling my story 
And once you guys start following and you start purchasing the material, you'll see that I've been trying to enlighten the world for a long time. And when I began to publish, I really thought that it would get out there and you guys would love it. But Anchor has just provided another platform for that. And I'm very grateful and appreciative of what platform they have given the common everyday person if that person wants to write, talk about what their life struggle is or what their life happiness is or what their joy is and just have a fun old time just trying to do it. So thank you, Anchor, for that. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to go ahead and get into what I came here to do, which is to talk about volume five of the Soul Splitting series. But I want to take you back to volume number one and the pictures that it, that's on the cover and I also have pictures on the back of the books as well. But this particular cover here, uh, volume number one, is me after a tragic circumstance in my life. My physical self tried to separate from my spiritual self. But my spiritual self just wasn't having that. It wasn't going to let me go. So when you see the, the cover, you see it in black and white, almost like yin and yang. And I was trying to extricate myself from what I thought God had ordained for me to do and the things that I felt that I should have done. But I had no way of knowing that the loss would be tragic. So I was trying to pull myself away from the spiritual world. And when you pull yourself away from the spiritual world, you find yourself that if you're able to do that, that you exist only in the physical world and whatever pains or burdens you may have, you're not strong enough to do that. But however, when you have a connection to what's spiritual, you always have a, a great desire and there's always connection for you to overcome the physical problems of man. And the spiritual world just would not let me go. In volume one on the cover, you would see that that I was held in a position where God or the universe wouldn't let me go. Then when you get to volume two, you see that there's a revelation for me being symbolic of the person that's realizing that one spirit stand tall, it's just a matter of time before you realize which way you want to go. And I just instantly realized that in order for me to best deal with the circumstances of the world, I can't relinquish my hand from the spiritual realm in which we all come from. And I think that that is a revolutionary thought for me to do that and to put that on the cover to kind of demonstrate that and to show how things came about. And the pictures that you see for volume one and volume two was given to me was drawn for me after I gave the interpretation of what it actually meant for the cover to be it was a young lady named Susan that I worked with at Walmart and she was an artist and I told her if she can kind of sketch this out for me I'll be able to put something on my cover that would represent what I was trying to do and she went home in a couple of days she managed to draw exactly what I was looking for and if you look inside of the books, when you read so far, you'll see the actual original image inside of the book. And it's just an interpretation on the outside of the book by the publishers. And I knew I couldn't do it alone. So I just want to thank Susan in advance for her work. If she ever get a chance to listen to the podcast, she'll know that I'm giving her big kudos for her being able to tolerate what, what it is I was trying to get out of my mind. And she was able to put it on page for me. When you get to volume three, 
you see that the person is standing erect, like you get to the point to where you're seeing equal with your the world around you and you're seeing equal to the spiritual realm that exists for you. That that image of you and that image of the spiritual you is image of who you are and this image is waiting for you to merge with it. And a lot of times when you live your life, you get to the point to where you keep thinking that there can't be anything beyond the world of man that you see. But there has to be something beyond the, beyond this physical world that we see. And we may not be able to tap into it, but it has to be there. It has to be something that even when you sit down and just think about your life and where you come from and how you got to the point to where you are and you realize that people are going to pass away and people are going to get killed and people are going to you know, die from diseases and people are going to die from not really taking care of themselves. And when you begin to see all this, you have to think about what am I to do when there's so much agony around me? And in the course of my writing, and when I came up with the third cover, I realized that you can't run away from that which is divine. No matter how hard you try, you can you can have romantic words for it, you can not believe in it, you can believe in it, you can know it, you cannot know it. But the bottom line is, you come into this world and you're going to reach a plateau. And you got to understand that when you reach that plateau, there has to be another form of living. And when you see volume three, the front cover, that would, that's what you would see that's happening from volume one, two, and three. When you get to volume four, you begin to realize that as time progresses, that the world that you live in physically is not only painful, it's not really bringing you true joy. It is there to give you as a guide to let you see when you wake up in the morning that there's something more powerful than you. That even though you might be living a life of luxury or a life of decadence or a life of pain or a life of animosity or a life of hatred or a life of jealousy or a life of enlightenment, the journey is still the same. You just have to find out which way you want to live. Do you want to live a painful way? Or do you want to live a peaceful way? If you mature long enough and you see strong enough and you're able to look down the future in terms of where you've come from and where you're going, you're going to try to find peace with everything around you. Being a human being, having dreams and goals and aspirations and everything is not quite enough if you don't have the spiritual balance to help you make all of that work. So on volume four, I began to realize that the spirit world doesn't merge with me. I have to merge into the spiritual world. Volume four is about immersion or submersion or integration and being able to find my way back to what I call the ultimate reality. Now we get to volume five. Volume five is total integration. Volume five is about, particular for me, I don't know about you, but me and the things that I've seen in my life and the goals that I've set in my life and the way that I saw my life going and what I really wanted to do for my family in terms of making the situation in terms of the physical world better. 
Ladies and gentlemen, there's a point in your life where you're going to have to submit to a remarkable thing called life that shows you through people, through creatures, through the universe, that all things progresses forward. Even if you think that you can even if you think that you are who you were 20 years ago is not true when you advance 20 years you advance 20 years in physical mental and spiritual knowledge you acquire a new perspective about life for the simple fact that you see that there's a submersion or there's a reconnection to that which is divine and divinity is not described properly by man even though we have so many religious thoughts so many philosophical thoughts on religion so much philosophy so much so many people have given us recollections of what things were like in the past and what things are like currently and what it may be like in the future you have no way of knowing anything about yourself until you are fully integrated into whatever direction you have decided to make your life look and mean something. And in order for you to be integrated, that means that you become one with yourself. And I have three examples of that. Um, they're historical in the sense of me always talking about these these particular men and the way that I read about their lives and how they came to the revelation of who they were. And I'm going to just try to just tie that back simply to my writing. But these men were spiritual men that had this journey that they had to undertake. And the first one that I can recollect is Siddhartha Gautama, which became known as the Buddha. And the thing about his life, they got a docu-series on Netflix. You guys get a chance to check it out. You need to check it out, not to be converted to anything, just to see the struggle of how he became the man he was. And he didn't come into the world knowing that he was going to do that. And if he did, he probably lost it once he was born. But coming into the world, he had to see all the struggles and strife in the world around him and he always wondered why must it be this way I mean he was of affluence but he was still looking at people every day even in his family and around him he was like why does it have to be this way what makes this world so difficult to live in and when he reached a certain age where he couldn't take the surrounding environments anymore he left his wife his kid and his family and headed on a journey of self-discovery we all do that in the simplest term is we grow up with our families, we grow up in our environment, and some of us want to go into the military, some of us want to go to college, and some of us want to go serve, um, visit abroad, just so we can see something else other than the world or the environment that we live in. And all of those are self-discoveries, but for Buddha, it was how can I find peace with myself and the world that I live in? And when he did this, they taught him about meditation and fasting and abstaining from 
eating and just being meditating on the higher purpose of what man was meant to be. And he, long story short, he struggled for that. He became enlightened. And then he came out and he began to teach the world. And he was no longer hindered by the thoughts of the world anymore. His whole goal was to get people to understand that true integration is when you can know your higher self, that you can get rid of the sadness and the, the angst and the fear of being human and just understand that you have to find a path that's going to be conducive to you living a spiritual life. Ultimately, that's what you're going to aim for anyway, a spiritual life. And then there was Moses. Moses and Buddha, before they became enlightened men, they fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And I often ask myself, what does it feel like to go 40 days and 40 nights without food? What does it feel like to know that you're abstaining from the very thing that causes the body to live another day? And when you come out of those 40 days, what type of person, what type of mentality would you have and would the spiritual realm acknowledge, acknowledge you for going through those type of sacrifices to, to make your life have meaning? Moses did that and became a close friend of God because of the sacrifices that he made to get the children of Israel out of Egypt and so forth and so on that God found it worthy to grant him the ability to, to serve him. And then there's Jesus who fasted for 40 days and for 40 nights. And he came out with a revelation and a message to try to help all of the human world understand that there's more to life than what you feel. There's more than you trying to dominate other people. There's a realm of reality that we all must reach in terms of trying to find our higher selves. And all of these men went searching for their higher selves. And Mahatma Gandhi did the same thing. You know, when his country was under political rule of another party, he felt that the best way to do it was to unify human beings in a nonviolent way. And he went on to help India gain its freedom through nonviolence, meditation, and fasting, just so that he could show the world that you don't have to have power in the way of just trying to dominate people. You got to have the power to really be able to dominate yourself. And then there's the Prophet Muhammad, who looked at as an outcast, was in a cave, met the angel Jibril, and then he was able to write the Holy Quran that people in the Islamic community read every day, pray five times a day to get above the lower self and vibrate to the higher self. And all of these men, when they would teach you this, they weren't trying to make anybody better. They wasn't trying to make one set better. They wasn't trying to make one group of people better. They were just trying to give you a message, an overall message and the theme of how we're supposed to exist in our world. And then, you know, mine is not even close to that level. But when I when I got to volume five and ladies and gentlemen, I just was trying to think of a way to have a journey on the cover that would show you 
how I started off in this series and where I ended up. And that's because we all start off this way. When you're a child, you really aren't born this way. You, as a child, you're born integrated to the spiritual world and to the physical world. But you run into human beings that birth you and then you run through courses of life where people can mean you greatness that they want you to achieve or they can mean you harm. And you have to navigate that from the time that you are a child and you're able to perceive how people are treating you and how people are talking to you. But you need someone to help back you, to help you make the decision that you need to make as a young person until you become that adult. And most of the time, when you before you become that adult, you have a tendency to want to break away from what's spiritual because the world is so fast-paced, it's so exciting, it's so tempting that you want to go all into that until you can get your feel of the hurt and the pain and the angst that comes along with that. And then you want to try to redefine who you are. After you break away from your family, when you become that young adult, now you are defining your life at that moment. Sometimes you try to break away spiritually, but I still say that if you're still alive, God is holding on to you. And sometimes we go so deep into the abyss that we think that there's no no way out of it. But one day, you know, something inside of you say that you're better than this. That you weren't made to be in squalor. You weren't made to to live a life of destruction. You were made to accomplish the highest form that the human mind is able to give. And it will tell you, you need to get back on that course. When my mom passed away, I just felt that there was no way for me to overcome that. Being honest with you, I didn't think that the pain was so deep for me. I just realized that I'm not going to be able to come up out of this. I mean, what am I besides a common man that had a dream for his mom, a dream for his family? Now that she's gone, now that she's gone, what does it matter at this point, this juncture in my life? Why am I still having these feelings of doubt, hesitation, and anything that will bring me happiness? I really don't want that right now. I just need to handle all of this pain that's running through my mind. I came to the conclusion that if I still get up every morning and I still try to reconcile the fact that not only is my mom going to pass away, but somebody else's mom is going to pass away. Somebody's father's going to pass away. Somebody's brother's going to pass away. Somebody's mother, somebody's sister, somebody's friend, somebody's child. Everything is going to pass as long as we keep going forward into the next year or the next month or the next day or the next week. Things are still going to progress. And when I began to see the covers from the book, I realized one thing that even if I resist the spiritual realm, the spiritual realm is still going to be there just because I try to disassociate myself from it still does not mean that it's not there. We can pretend all we want, but the physical world is finite. Just a fact of being but a lot of people achieve a lot of things in this finite amount of time 
you got to understand that you got the same 24 hours as any successful person. You got the same 24 hours as any unsuccessful person. You got the same 24 hours that spins around the sun every day. You have to find a way to brighten up your mind to achieve that one thing that you've been asked after all your life. And that is, what is the dream that's burning inside of me? When my mom passed away, I felt that my dream had gone away. And I just wanted to try to find a way to write something so that she would know what she meant to me, what she means to me, and what this work symbolizes for her, for me, to let her know what I thought about her. It was also my way of saying to God, thank you for giving me permission to write what I've written. I have to find a way to thank my brothers and sisters by saying, I didn't do it while she was here, but I'm still striving to do it anyway. So volume five brings me to the fact that where when you're fully integrated, you have to understand that all these instruments that you play in your life, they come together to a point to where it harmonizes. And then from that point forward, you can continue to play good music. But the trials and tribulations, I wish that we all didn't have to go through this. But at any point in your life, you're going to have tribulations. You're going to have trials. You're going to be tested. And I wish that life could be different than being tested. I wish that we could just see our lives and be able to go with our lives and be able to take on anything that comes in front of us and don't let whatever comes in front of us destroy us. Death is almost one of the biggest destroyers because we don't come to the realization that we all are going to pass from here. We all got a time where wherever you're born, if you got a place where you can get out and achieve your dreams, you're supposed to do that thing. You're supposed to work on it no matter how difficult it may be. And if you lose someone along the journey, don't stop. When I lost my mother, I stopped. I couldn't go any further in life, I thought, because what does it matter if I achieve it and she is not here? When everything I wanted to do was for her to be here, to witness the fact that I wanted to work hard, I wanted to try to build the right network, I wanted to try to meet the right people, I wanted to try to do the right thing so that I could put some sunshine in her life. But my mom being a mom and any mom out there being a mom who's truly a spiritual woman would say, I'm just happy that you are alive and you're doing well and you're not being abusive to people and you're trying to take God into consideration in your life because you're going to need God in the end anyway. Those kind of messages that run with a child and when he becomes a man or when she becomes a man, they realize that their parents really weren't trying to hurt them. They were just trying to pour something in them. But if I do anything in this particular podcast, and particularly when I end this Soul Splitting series, that I could say to you guys is, wherever you're born, and you get to the point to where you understand what life is, or say if you're young and your parents see something in you and they try to uh, 
exploit that so that they can get you to realize what your potential is. You may not see the benefit of that. Sometimes you get success so fast and fame so fast that you don't even appreciate the process. Appreciate the process. And if your mom or your dad aren't able to see that and you venture out on your own and you got an idea as to what you want to do that's not going to hurt the world at all, pursue it and see where it takes you. Because this journey is about you being fulfilled. It's about what Mr. Les Brown say, live full, die empty. But when you empty out the pains of this world, then the fullness of that which is divine fill you up and you don't get trapped into the trappings of life. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to work hard. You got to network. You got to be able to take chances with your life. And the reason I'm saying this is that I've seen what happens when you don't. But I see Martin Lawrence and Will Smith and LeBron James and Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant and a whole list of people. Serena Williams. You see so many people. Lisa Nichols, Gary V, Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher, E.T., Tony Robbins. You see all of these people getting out every day motivating themselves to motivate you, right? Or coaching themselves to coach you. They've been an embodiment of what they are trying to teach you to be. And even when you take that information or you read the books that, that are out there and you read the book that they have, the only thing that makes a difference is when you can integrate who you are with the spiritual world that we have and Dr. Napoleon Hill calls it infinite intelligence that it is unknowable to know God. You will never know all there is to know about that which is divine. But every now and then the divine will give you a little glimpse of something beyond you. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what my poetry is all about. It is something that is beyond me. But because of the pain that lurked around in my brain, God decided to say, I'm going to give you something to help you with that. And you just got to be able to understand that as long as you keep striving and you keep understanding and you keep looking for better ways to make yourself better, then you can only evolve. And the evolution of man is to be able to get to a point where they can totally say, I understand the meaning of life from my perspective. I have looked around the world trying to find what I thought was peace from someone else when it really needed to be peace to me. You got to pursue your dreams, ladies and gentlemen. And this is what I want to say about being born in America. The difficulties that we have, the strife that we have, the total mindset of trying to separate has, has a lot to do with how any nation is perceived. But you cannot be a disintegrated person. You have to be an integrated person so that you can make integrated decisions about the world at large. But most importantly, about the life that you want to live and lead. I just know that once you can make yourself whole, 
then you can see the world as whole. And even if the world of man is not in total agreement with who you are, you are in agreement with who you are. And once you begin to understand those things, then we're getting on to having a better life. So I want you all to go out, invest in my series by going to Amazon.com, typing in my name, Leroy Fleming, or going to my website, soulsplitting.biz and timelightment.biz and begin the journey to see whether or not the clarity that's provided in my books will provide clarity for you. I know you won't be disappointed in the work. I know you'll be inspired and encouraged by it. But I want to strongly encourage you to begin to write your own book about your own life, whatever format you decide to use for that. Even if you just write it for yourself, put some kind of action behind the legacy that you would like to leave for your family. And don't always base it off the celebrities that you see. Base it off the fact of how you lived and what you witnessed and what you've overcome and how you was able to find bliss, happiness, and joy in the midst of a world when you look at the world of man that's basically filled with pain. We are all the creatures that were created by the divine to do divine things. And I know sometimes sometime it's, it's masked under the perception of religion or philosophy or anything that people choose to give you a perspective about. But true divinity is you understanding yourself, knowing the ins and out of who you are, and then just trying to make the most of that. So three pointers I want you to take away from this soul splitting series and what you should take away from the life that you live. Number one is you're born into a world where you have to figure out who you are. Some of us may figure it out early on. Some of us may take a long time to do that. But you got to understand that you were born in this world to figure out who you are. Now, once you have done that, step number two is what are you going to pursue when you find out who you are? If you're going to pursue it, then you probably need to write it down. Or if you got a very vivid memory, you need to keep it at the forefront of your mind. If not, you got to write it down and write it down clearly about what you want to do. And I'm not going to tell you that you have to write multiple things. If there's one thing you feel that you need to do and you can figure out what that is, then you need to start writing that down. And you need to be getting clearer about it. And you need to be trying to develop the skin of an armadillo so that you can understand that when another man or another person sees that, that some people are just going to try and block you. But you don't have to share every detail with them. They're going to try to block you, but you're going to keep going on because this is what you've written down because you have found out who you are. And the last thing that you must do, regardless of where you are in this world or whom you associate with, is that in order for you to accomplish what you have written down, you got to execute Execution is the remedy to all dreams. If you're not executing towards what you feel you need to do, then you're not and you have not figured out who you are and what you want to do. 
I figured out who I was. I figured out what I want to do. And I made moves to make sure that that happened. And when my mom passed away, everything just fell flat on its face. Its face. I didn't lose it. I just didn't have the enthusiasm to go after it anymore. And although I still wanted it deep down in my heart, since she wasn't here, I felt that it didn't matter. But as I began to write, I began to rekindle that and just trying to think of ways to make it all work. But when you are trying to experiment with yourself, understand that even if tragedy happens, don't start with the dream, ladies and gentlemen. Do not start with the dream because that's the most important thing. Even though someone that you love may not be around, you don't stop. You don't take years and years and years not to pursue. You pursue it. If Even if you do it, then you do it more vigilantly now because you realize that time is not on your side. It's not your enemy, neither is your friend. Time is just time. And you just got to get out and you got to do what you got to do. And when you accomplish it, then I promise you that burden that you have will be lifted. And when I started writing, it lifted the mental burden of what I have, but it haven't taken care of the other dreams that I have for my family and my goals and things like that. I still must work for that. That that's not going to just be given to me by man. Man is not going to give you anything. If anything, they're going to make it hard for you. But it's the push. It's the push that you got to have to push through all of that. And you got to be able to do it with a smile internally, even if you don't smile externally. You got to be able to smile through this life, man, because the sun shines on everybody. It rains on everybody. It cloudy days around the world, but you got to be able to push through. And your mind will give you, as a metaphor, those things as well. But you got to have more sunshine. You got to have rain. You got to have clouds to provide shade from the heat or the burden of men. But you got to keep moving on. And the one thing I want you to understand about that, time is not going to stop for nobody. You go look at the history of any other wise men that had come on this planet, any other wise women that was on this planet, any other women that have birthed men and women into this planet. They have long passed away and time just keep moving forward. Time is not even saying to you, hey, you realize I'm moving. It's just going to move. It doesn't say, hey, you realize I'm not going to stop. I was it was I was conceived this way and I'm going to be this way. And what you got to figure out is I can say the time. Yeah, I understand you're moving and I got to move with you. I can't stay trapped in this pain all my life. I can't stay trapped in not being able to get up and accomplish my dream. I just can't do that. So since you're moving and although I'm hurting right now, I'm starting to move too. I'm going to move with you as you move. And even though I may have days where I'm going to cry about the loss that I have, I'm going to keep moving because my dream is going to be bigger. My dream is bigger than this pain that I'm going through. And when I can have my dream, then I can eliminate this pain. So time while you're moving, I'm moving with you. And notice, ladies and gentlemen, it is your life at the end of the day. I hope that my podcast is having it where you can figure these things out. I hope that my podcast is getting through to you that you need to understand the very essence of who you are. And I hope that when you read my books, that as you read them, you begin to see life lessons. I didn't take these from anybody. This They were gifts. And when you invest in them and read them, I hope that you see them as gifts. I hope that you can see a turning point in your life. I hope you can see that the people that wrote in the books had 
things that they wanted to say in terms of how they felt about the material. And I want you to be able to take those series, the Time Lightning and the Soul Spin series. And on those blank pages, I'm hoping that you can be encouraged to write something about your life in them so that we can all travel together. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure for me to talk to you about the Soul Splitting series, what it means to me, what all 10 books mean to me. And as I begin to go into my third series, I just want you to know that life seems to be troubling. But if you look at life as joy, then you have trouble joy. And the joy is more important than the trouble because it's the joy that'll make the trouble seem easy. And in conclusion, I'm going to close with three great quotes that I have from men that I respect, two of them. One is Dr. Hill. Dr. Hill says, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Meaning that whatever you put in your mind, If you're willing to work at it day and night, regardless of what's going on, rain or snow, sunshine, storms, that if you keep at it, eventually you can have what you want. The next one is is Antonio T. Smith Jr. He says you can't plant better. You can't dominate. If you've been planting bad seeds up to now, stop it. Plant better seeds. Plant the seeds of joy in you, the seed of achievement in you, the seed of spiritual awareness in you, the seed of whatever dream I'm about to embed in my mind. I'm going to fertilize it and let that grow. And I'm going to dominate these seeds in my mind so that people, when they see me, they will know that I am going to accomplish my dream. I am going to work towards a better union with myself. I'm going to dominate myself. I'm not worried about dominating others. I'm going to dominate myself. I'm going to go above and beyond. I'm going to go that extra mile to achieve what I want. And last but not least, my favorite, which is something that I came up with. It says life does not require less from you. Life does not require more from you. Life only requires that you maximize your 24 hours. And if you can do that, any dreams that you have will ultimately come true. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for taking time out of your life to listen to my podcast. And I hope that my podcasts are providing pure inspiration of action for you to accomplish the goals that you want so that you can have a peaceful satisfaction in the world in which we live. Ladies and gentlemen, till next time, have an amazing day, and I will visit you on the next podcast. Thank you.